This may be one of the most foundationally critical podcasts we will ever do. Today's chart is truly ominous, so let's just get right into it. Today we have, hi, by the way, (laughs) I am so caught up in this chart, I forgot my manners. I'm sorry. This is Thomas Miller, and you're listening to the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. We come on here every day for about five or six minutes, and we talk about, uh, generally, and we talk about what's going on in the sky from just a very macro perspective of what's happening today. So if you're a new listener, welcome to the show. And if you've been around for a while, thank you for hanging in there with us. And always, if you refer your friends, it is the highest honor and highest compliment. So thank you for that if you have. Now, I'll tell you, this show, this episode might be one that you would want to get on social media and say, oh, my gosh, you've got to listen to this. Here's the deal. We have a new moon. Tonight, 9.42 p.m. in Leo which is ruled by the sun. So the sun and the moon are conjunct in Leo. We also have Mercury sitting right next door, having just come off of that conjunction with the sun yesterday. Now, there are some very significant aspects to this new moon, and that's what's got me just almost speechless. So we have uh, really kind of continuing the parlay of yesterday's episode We still have that grand trine. So we have, with this new moon, and think about the energy around a new moon. That's the creation moon. That's the begin the manifestation of the lunar cycle. It's the gestation period. It's the trigger, if you will, of what is to grow. We're in a grand trine with Mars and Eris in Aries. I'm letting that one soak in because Mars goes retrograde on September 9th, I believe is the date. I don't have it exactly in front of me, but it's in about three weeks. Right now, Mars is direct, sitting right uh, on top of very slow moving, 564 years, I think, to go all the way around Eris, which is the uh, outer belt past Pluto planet of discord and disharmony. So you have Mars, which is, of course, one of the fast movers, i.e. a trigger more so than Eris, which bakes in themes and thematic things, um, sitting right there at 24 degrees Aries in a trine to the new moon. Also trine to the new moon and trine to Mars and Eris is the south node of the moon, which represents our past, our history, our what we're leaving behind on our karmic, cosmic journey through life. So we have this big grand trine. You say, okay, Thomas, what's the deal? Well, that's actually not so bad, except we've got that Mars-Eris conjunction. So we've got some really powerful energy going here, and this is all really tight. 26 degrees for the new moon, 27 degrees for the south node, 24 degrees for Eris-Mars. Now, here's the deal. A listener asked me a couple of months ago if I ever saw a yod in the chart, if I would drill down on that. Well, today is the first one that I've seen picked out. There may have been others, but I would imagine that my eyes were masked and (laughs) was intended to see this one because this is a huge yod. 
So I'll tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to just talk briefly for a couple of more minutes about the new moon, and then I'm going to do a completely separate episode that will launch right when this one does, so they'll be right there together. But I'm going to drill down on the yod because it is called the one, the witch's hat. <laughs> we'll explain that in the other episode. The witch's hat, it's also called the finger of God, and it's the 10th letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So a lot of people think that there's a Kabbalistic attachment to it as well. So how it is formed is there are two 150-degree aspects connected at the bottom by a 60-degree sextile. So this is Geometry 101. It's not a triangle. It's a skinny triangle. So who's connected? Okay, let's use the witch's hat as an example. So on the witch's head over by her right temple, <laughs> I am so, you know, any uh, grumpy, stodgy astrologer listening to this show would have to turn it off because I am so, I do not use the vernacular of uh, boring astrology lectures. Over here on the witch's right temple is the sun, moon, and mercury. That's a stellium. That's a tight stellium, and that is our new moon. Again, 9.42 p.m. Eastern Time tonight. Over on the witch's left temple is the north node of the moon. Now, we just talked about the south node. The north node represents where we are going on our journey. It's not where we've been. It's not what we're bringing with us. It's the signposts to the future. It's where our soul wants to go. And that is so important as we put all of this together. Really lock onto that and remember it. It is where we are going. It is our destiny. It is our karmic destiny. All right, now, up there on the top of the witch's hat where it starts to fold over behind her wicked head, right up there at the top is the peak of the witch's hat, and that is Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter. Well, what else would it be? So you know what's already happened this year, and it's all been tripped by the domino trip of Saturn and Pluto, Sunday morning, January 12th, few months later, COVID-19. It's almost like now we've come to this new moon with this yod, the finger of God. I want to read you just something really quick, and then we'll shift this conversation over to the other, uh, to the other podcast. Steve Forrest says this is the most significant aspect in all astrology. Jamie Partridge, who I quote on here a lot, writes over at theastrologyking.com. He says, I strongly believe that Yod astrology is very significant and does live up to the hype as a very fated aspect pattern denoting a special mission or destiny in life. Alice Portman, who basically brought us esoteric astrology, uh, soul astrology, very deep thinker. A yod is a test your soul has set for itself in this lifetime. If you didn't just get chills, hit the rewind button. No, never mind. I'll give it to you again. <laughs> you don't have to. Alice Portman, one of the fundamental contributors to soul-based astrology of the last hundred years, said, A yod is a test your soul has set for itself in this lifetime. I've always said that 
when we put these incarnations that we are on together, when we assembled them in between our last incarnation, that we knew exactly that 2020 was going to be part of our journey. So here's a quote from astrologer Manda Selva. A yod in astrology can create events, incidents, relationships, etc., that occur in a person's life not out of their choice, but in a karmic manner. A yod can bestow gifts like a talent or a higher intelligence, or can bring unusual situations or sharp turns in life that can cause steep ups and downs. The overlapping factor in all of these instances is that the person doesn't have much control over what can occur, and it can be negative or positive. Real or imagined, there is a feeling that another force behind is controlling the show. Do you get what this yod represents? We have been in the midst of something else controlling the show, since January of 2020. Well, really before that, but this manifested then. And like anything of this nature, it comes in waves. And like everything in life, the skies show us the way. So in essence, here is this finger of God in the sky saying, Saturn and Pluto, with the creation energy of the new moon, with the connection to the North Node, which is our karmic purpose, in a trine with Mars and Eris, which could be difficult times, and the South Node dealing with our past and the things that we have not done so well that need to be cleaned up. But this is almost, to me, like reading the uh, countdown, if you will, to what's next. Whatever and however that manifests, this is the next part of the process. Remember, she said it could be positive or negative. So we don't know at this point. I would say that that connection to Mars and Eris would tend, if I were looking at a stock chart, which I've been doing a lot, would say that maybe we should sell this. It's going down before it goes up. But I don't know. I don't know. And what I do with the stock chart is exactly what we'll do here. I watch the price and see where it wants to go. All right, I will pick this up on uh, another episode and we'll go deeper into the yod because I think this is worth spending some time on. So I will see you there. If not, I will see you tomorrow. I'll tell you what, this, I think if you don't own a white candle, find one during the day and this one would be worth a ceremony tonight. 9.24 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll be doing mine and hope you'll be doing yours. Let's send some really positive energy into the universe together. All right? Have a great day. Bye-bye.